This podcast is brought to you by public.com, the investing social network. Public is a free app where you can own the companies you believe in and share ideas in a community of investors. There are a few investing apps out there, but here's what's different about public. There are social features that allow people to share and discover new ideas, and the app supports responsible investing habits, so they don't encourage day trading, nor do they offer margin accounts or options. Features like safety labels on potentially risky stocks give members more complete context. Public has also opted out of payment for order flow, so they don't sell your trades to third parties. Public's community is about 40% women and 45% people of color, so its members come from all sorts of backgrounds and walks of life. Conversations on public span deep dives into new IPOs, as well as general insights on financial wellness and category trends. You can even use group chats to build investing clubs with your friends. Head over to public.com to sign up and start with a free slice of stock. Get going with as little as $1, and if you're looking to transfer your portfolio over from another brokerage, they'll even cover fees for accounts valued at over $150. Some fine print, valid for U.S. residents 18 years and older, and subject to account approval. See public.com slash disclosures. Hi, everyone. It's Julie Verhage Greenberg here with your Tux Time podcast from Fintech Today, where we talk about all things fintech. And in this episode, I am joined by Adity Shaker, the co-founder of Ask Zeta, which you heard about in both of the previous episodes for this couple of finances and fintech series. So we're super excited to have her on here. Adity, how are you doing today in uh, Montana, you said you were at right now? Yeah, well, we were enjoying a couple of days as beautiful, sunny weather. And then today it snowed five inches. So uh, keeping it spicy here in Montana. <laughs> it is 90 degrees here in Austin right now. So I am the polar opposite of you. <laughs> Obviously, people that have listened to the last two episodes know a little bit about you and what you are doing already. But I don't think they really know the story of why you started Ask Zeta in the mm -hmm. first place. So mm -hmm. let's start there, actually, because like what made it so you're like, okay, this couple's finances thing is something that is really complicated. There's not anything out there right now. And I want to be the one that tries to solve it. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy to go back to the origin. Um, so, you know, quite bluntly, my parents, when I was very young, got divorced. Um, and uh, money was certainly a part of that equation. But more importantly, um, when my partner and I, we'd been dating for about six years when we moved into our first apartment together in Brooklyn, New York, uh, we were making really different incomes. Uh, he was a PhD student. I was a tech worker. You know, our, our incomes were like very, very wildly different. And the two of us were trying to figure out how to manage or even consider co-managing our finances together. And so I was like, okay, let me try asking my friends. Let me try asking my family. And most people didn't really talk, want to talk to me about money. They were like, Aditi, please stop asking me these questions. It feels awkward. It feels weird. And so I did what I joke any good millennial does, which is I turned to Google and I said, Google, tell me how to manage my finances. Um, and funnily enough, Google actually took me to Oprah.com and Dave Ramsey. And as I read through that advice, I just felt it was like so traditional and so frankly, not what I wanted to do. Like I wasn't ready to fully start combining my finances with my partner. And it felt really aggressive to try to sort of attempt that. 
So I, you know, my, my husband and I, we, we since got married, but we, we essentially decided to come up with our own model. And we thought we were super abnormal and weird and we were doing things that other people weren't doing. And we went about our ways. But when what would happen is, you know, as we were, as we were starting to commingle our finances and the, the decision we made was we were going to open a joint credit card and we were going to open a joint account. Those are the two things that we opened together. And we essentially said, we'll try to swipe as much as possible on that joint credit card. And then we'll use, we'll fund the joint account. Uh, each of us will fund the joint account every month or every paycheck. And then we'll pull the credit card payment from that. As we started down that path, we realized that, you know, we were still at the end of the month coming up with a total surprise when we'd get the credit card bill. We were still trying to have to navigate through really awkward conversations where I just wanted to stay in a nicer place, whereas my husband, you know, was willing to stay at a, in a, what I would call a crappier apartment. And so we had to like negotiate almost on some level who would pay how much. So it was super awkward, super uncomfortable. We felt like we were making the rules up ourselves. And at some point, you know, being a product person, I was like, how does tech not solve more of these problems? So fast forward a couple of years, I'm, you know, essentially at that point in my career where I'm like, I've been spending my whole life earning the skills and learning the skills to go be an entrepreneur. And I, I really think there's something here around couples finance. And as I dug into the research and as we talked to more couples, we learned a couple of really great sort of tidbits. The first was we learned that couples were actually completely um, sort of shifted the way money ha is earned in a relationship. So my parents' generation, 70% of the time were single income households, whereas our generation, 70% of the time are dual income households. So who earns the money and therefore how it's spent and allocated has really changed. And yet finance, and I love to use this phrase and this terminology, but you know, fintech continues to operate in this like single player mode dynamic. And the truth is, you know, our thesis is that actually money is much more multiplayer and the family unit is a super, super interesting space to start to leverage and focus on that multiplayer opportunity. The second thing we learned, which I thought was really interesting, was couples were completely sort of redefining how to combine finances. So, the, you know, the most traditional model that we all know is everyone keeps it together uh, or sort of pulls it into one set of joint accounts. But we were finding that there were some couples who were completely keeping them apart. And there were some couples who were following what I like to call this yours, mine and ours approach. And it started to dawn on us that, again, there was no one who was really thinking about this use case in depth and really trying to understand the pain points that existed, which kind of blew my mind. Because if you think about fintechs and you think about unit economics and business models, the family unit is actually a super, super interesting space to invest because there's so much opportunity there. And so I was like, this seems like a really obvious place to focus. Um, but as I went and tried to talk to other fintechs, I, re I remember I actually emailed Scott Cook and at Intuit and I was like, you should do this for Mint. I, you know, I, I literally talked to anyone who would, who would talk to me about this. And many folks were just kind of like, yeah, mm, yeah, it's complicated. I don't know. We've got enough problems to solve on the individual level. And I was like, forget it. I'm going to do it. So that's sort of our oldest, uh, you know, goldest stories, but uh, it, everything sort of grew from, from those conversations and that realization. I love how ambitious you are here too, because you hit on such an important point is that FinTech hasn't even been able to solve it at the personal level right. yet. And you're taking it a step farther and going to be like, I'm going to solve it when it's even more complicated. And then there are two parties involved. Yep. 
Totally. And and I see it as more than two parties. Like I think about not just the couples, but one day the kids that they might have or, you know, their parents that they uh, end up sort of intermingling finances with t- to some capacity or even to their siblings. So we talk about it really as like a family use case that we're going after. But we're starting with the, what we like to call the most nuclear part of that family, which is the couple. And I think that's the journey that we're on. And the way we actually got started is we launched uh, as a PFM tool first, which I think is like the, the origin story for most fintechs <laughs> at this point. But um, we launched as a PFM tool. We, we described ourselves as a mint.com for couples. And sort of the core value prop was, look, we help you essentially permission what information you show or don't show your partner. So you could say link five accounts to Zeta and say of these five accounts, only show four to my partner. And then you could even go down further and say, just show them the balances, don't show them the actual transactions themselves. So we really started there and it it grew so organically and we would get, we kept winning these awards and we kept getting this positive feedback. But the one thing we would hear over and over again was there is a chief financial officer in every relationship and that person doesn't love their job. So they would come back to me and they'd be like, hey, uh, I hate doing this work. Can you do this for me? And we kept saying, no, no, Zeta doesn't touch your money. We just display your data back to you. And they kept saying, no, no, touch the money. So that was really the journey that sort of took us on the second wave of Zeta, which is, you know, we're now building uh, what we like to call the most modern day joint account for for couples. Um, and, and the reason we decided to go there was because we realized to really become the family CFO, to take over the work that that CFO really hates doing, we needed to insert ourselves into that financial stack in a household. And then we needed to start to actually play the role of moving the money, organizing their finances, making sure they had enough money in the right places to pay their bills on time. And so that's really the journey that we're on now. Talk to me a little bit about why you decided to go this route versus trying to tackle other areas of the um, couple's finance space instead. Like why was the PFM the, the way that you wanted to start things out and go there? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of the things I love to talk about is that I was never a fintecher before I started Zeta. I spent the last sort of 10, 15 years of my career in social entrepreneurship and ed tech. So I was like, I don't know anything about fintech was one. And second, uh, you know, we didn't know enough about the use case. We'd done a ton of research to understand sort of at a high level how couples thought about these things or where their pain points were. But we really wanted to get a deep sense of the use case at a dollar and cents level. And I thought about it. I was like, I could go get a job where I learn about this at a different fintech. But I'd never, I didn't really see anyone operating in this space in a way that I thought I was going to learn more than if we actually really focused on it and built for it ourselves. So We started with the PFM, and I can't tell you how valuable that's been because we now understand, you know, and we still, the PFM still stands today. So we we have a really good sense of how many accounts do couples open? Which accounts do they share versus keep personal? Um, You know, what kinds of accounts do they hide, if if any at all, or, or not share with their partner? Um, We also understand how much they spend together, what they spend on. So like that kind of insight and that kind of data is incredibly valuable as we started building our banking products, because it really gives us a very informed place to start our work. And then the second thing is we focused on banking because when we saw when we talked to couples, there's like so many aspects of their shared finances that are complicated and hard. But what we realized was that the hair on fire problem was this sort of coordination and communication around money on a daily basis. 
they were like, we're trying to keep track of who's making what, how much we're contributing, if the bills are getting paid. And that was the thing that was driving the most amount of anxiety for them. So we were like, okay, this is where we need to focus. It's also a great way to establish ourselves in the household and then use that position over time as we earn the trust of our customers to expand into other things. So I have dreams of one day, you know, paying your taxes, helping you with a prenup, uh, helping your kids' accounts get set up. I mean, all of those spaces are super open for us, but we need to master being a really great family CFO first. So, okay, so someone that is not familiar with this space as much, what are the key differences between a joint account with you versus a joint account with even another fintech like a SoFi, an HM yeah. Bradley, or a traditional bank that has some sort of joint account as well? Yeah, for sure. And I think the, the core way that I like to describe it is that most institutions, like I said, are built for single player mode. So whenever they introduce anything around joint accounts, they tend to sort of slap on a second identity. And it's, it's a very non-native experience. And I talk about it as like the difference between playing solitaire as one person versus if you try to play solitaire across multiple people, it'd look more like bridge. It's just a fundamentally different game. So we, we really have built um, not just the product experience from the ground up to be sort of this multiplayer dynamic, but the second thing is we're also building the data infrastructure. One of the biggest things about you know, layering on users over time is interestingly, the multiplayer banking looks more like a small business account than it does like a individual checking account. So um, we're really sort of designed for that from the ground up. And, and over time, like I said, to us, it's not just you and your partner. There's, an, there's a world in which, you know, you might have kids, like I said, and, and introduce a, an account for your kids to be involved. So a lot of these other platforms don't necessarily cater uh, to that level of flexibility. They also just don't build uh, couple-specific features. So one of the features, in fact, Maya, Maya uh, loves this feature. She was... Fun fact, Maya Bittner um, is one of our investors, very, very early backers, but also was user number one. And so she is, uh, she's like our, our, our oldest OG uh, uh, couple. But, you know, one of the, the features that she talks about that she absolutely loves is we've introduced messaging on a transaction. When we were doing our user research, we found that couples would, one partner would be surprised by a specific transaction they'd screenshot it, text it to their partner and be like, babe, WTF. Whereas we were like, forget it. Let's just build that experience right into the app so that you can message each other about the, the experience right, or, or about your finances right within Zeta. So those are, that's one example of how we're really sort of leaning into it. But we found that there's, like, there's this real desire and there's this real need to solve the communication and coordination problem that couples have uh, amongst their finances. And so we've really built a lot of tooling there that, frankly, um, none of these other platforms offer. Yeah, something that um, I've loved when I've used it, and I've said on previous episodes that I'm in a, a much better situation than most where my husband and I make roughly the same. We both have great credit scores where that can be vastly different where you said like at one point you and your husband were making very different incomes. Someone else could get married where one person has a great credit score and the other yep. person does not. And that makes yep. it really complicated buying a car, a house, whatever. Um, but one thing you guys do that I love is that you give the hints and tips to talk about something where it's like, I wouldn't have to bring it up and be yeah. like, like the bad guy or whatever. You'd be like, no, Zeta says we need to do this, honey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's not me, it's Zeta saying this. 
We've heard that a bunch and it's, it's super fun. You know, in some ways at first as a PM, you hear that and you're like, crap, am I going to become the nagger rather than you? Um, but at the same time, we've heard that feedback so consistently where Zeta almost becomes like the third party more, um, you know, the, the, the more objective tool rather than it feeling like one person is bringing it up and sort of becoming the, like you were saying, the bad cop or, or the, the person that's constantly trying to make this conversation happen. And, and then the other thing is we've also not, noticed that because the experiences are sort of built into the technology, it also removes some of the awkwardness of those conversations. So you can just message each other rather than having to actually talk it out. And for some reason that like, that eases things um, in a relationship, but then, and that can be really powerful. Yeah, I mean, after getting older and realizing like how much actually goes into finances and reading how often marriages get broken up because of financial issues, like you start to get it and having great tools like this can be super helpful. You're saving marriages, Adity. You're saving marriages. <laughs> well, one day, one day we're going to use the tagline, a joint account that can save your your relationship. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and then we've had a bunch of like smaller features that people are getting really excited about. For example, we know that a lot of couples tend to have a joint credit card. Uh, along with a joint account. And so we allow you to link your joint credit card to the Zeta joint card app, and then it'll keep track of that for you so that you know that's due. Because we realized that that was another area where there was sometimes friction in a relationship when where you got that credit card bill and you were like, wait, who's going to pay for this? Do we have enough money? Crap, crap, crap. Where How should we make this happen? And so we're just trying to ease out a lot of those sort of awkward experiences that we think technology can really solve for. So again, it's, it's Julie, at the end of the day, it's about focus, right? Like we've learned this over and over in fintech. When you really understand a use case, you really focus on the pain points that that use case has or those folks experience and then build really strong product experiences around it, you start to build a big business. How much is your husband involved in this with like <laughs> user research and like talks at the dinner table being like, babe, what do you think we should offer next? Like based on your current relationship and everything too, oh like this obviously sprouted from that. <laughs> yeah. So, so funnily enough, I am the CFO in my relationship, but my husband is actually the head of research at Tally. And so we are, we joke, we're a fintech family um, and we spend a lot of time sort of talking about, you know, what do we see? What do we hear? What are we thinking about? Um, but he is, what I love about him is, you know, he, when he thinks about money, he definitely feels anxiety. Like it's not a thing that he's like, oh yes, let's dive in. He's more like, oh my God, make sure it works and please don't talk to me about this as much as you can. So his perspective is incredibly valuable from that point of view because if you think about most of the people that build fintech, they love money. They love talking about it, thinking about it, diving into it. Whereas you don't get to spend as much time with the people who don't love it as much, who feel a lot of anxiety or have fear about it, you know? And so his points of view are incredibly valuable there. And then the other place that he has just been really, really sort of thoughtful is he's really, he's deeply empathetic. Uh, so he can really sort of put himself in multiple different types of shoes and be like, I could see a situation where this type of user may not respond as well to a, you know, X feature uh, that someone else is, is thinking about. And then of course, every time anything goes wrong in our finances, he's always like, can Zeta do this now? Can, the, can you make Zeta fix this? So that also helps. <laughs> It's saving your own marriage. Indeed, I, was, I mean, I should maybe that should be the headline, like the, the company I built that saved my own relationship. 
<laughs> I'm here for all the ideas. I'm here for all the ideas. Um, in, in doing this though, like we established that this is a very tough nut to crack. Yeah. What has been the biggest challenge so far in building this? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, it's certainly a complex use case like you, you sort of alluded to earlier. There's by no means one way that all couples follow their dynamics. So one of the things that we really have to invest a lot of energy and effort into in the early days was understanding how to be flexible, but also be easy. Because the more flexibility you introduce, the more complexity you tend to introduce. And so we were, one of the things that we did is, for example, we describe our PFM tool as a pretty complicated piece of tech. It's got all the nitty gritty, you can do all kinds of crazy things on it. Whereas on joint cards, we've really simplified that experience. We've taken sort of the, the best parts of PFM as we like to describe it and said, how can we build simpler versions of it? So a very concrete example of that is, our PFM has a very complex budgeting feature where you can budget for yourself and you can budget together and we do all the math and sort of add it all up for you. Whereas on joint cards, we've simplified them into little trackers where you can say, hey, you know, we, we tend to hear from couples, we eat out too much or we spend too much on, on food or entertainment or, what, or alcohol and we want to cut that back so they can create little trackers on the Zeta joint cards and say, you know, let us know once we're hitting our $500 threshold every month that we don't want to go over. So it's, it's a very simplified version of budgeting, but just a very concrete way to show you how that evolution has sort of come to life in the product. So if people want to learn more about your company, how do they do that? Yeah, go to askzeta.com. Um, you can you can check out both our PFM tools and, and the joint account product. And, you know, frankly, if you ever want to hang out with us, just ping us. Uh, message us at support at, at askzeta and we'll, we're happy to chat. Awesome. Thank you so much, Adity. I am sure people are going to have more questions after this. They're going to go check out Ask Zeta. I've already learned so much in my, what we've talked like three, four times before. Every single time I learn more about this space and tips for my own relationship as well. So I appreciate you coming on to be part of this series. Um, that is it for this time. We have one more episode left in our couples finances series. Uh, so be sure to tune into that one as well. Thank you, Adity. Can't wait. <laughs>